on the Erotic Waking Podcast, Metamores. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Don and Dan at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hey, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about metamores, those polyamory people that we're not screwing. Well, that's probably not the that's total not definition. That's totally true. Of what, or even totally true? At I think what, we'll, <laughs> Good point. We'll get to that in just a moment. And we don't have a whole lot else on the podcast today. We have absolutely no subscribers, no tentacles, no food on boobs. Um, um, but, but with all due... Whatever. It's only been four days since we podcasted. So we, we skipped three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have three days and we're finally getting another one in. But that's because you have a cruise coming up. And yes. We have PXS coming up and don't know when we're going to be able to record again. And it is a big polyamory show today because we do. And for those listeners that are not interested in polyamory and find the topic offensive, Fuck off now, because that's really all we got going on on this show. Did you see my look? I'm like, offensive? Why would it be offensive? Some people, um, you know, no, that's not unusual. It, I won't say unusual, but I certainly have had people in the kink community, monogamous people in the kink community, maybe offended's not exactly the right word, but certainly be put off by the focus on polyamory. Oh, that is true. That is true. And, and I think offended that, was the word I was, yeah. Yeah, it's not that they're... Um, it's not that the kink community focuses on polyamory, but they're very welcoming and open to alternative relationships. So at a kink event, it's not unusual for us to teach a polyamory class. Mm, like what happened yesterday. So Absolutely. That was neat. Yes. So today on the podcast, we are going to be talking some polyamory stuff because we have, one, we have a lot of polyamory in our own life, a lot of interactions in our polyamory realm that doesn't involve you and me directly. right. right. And we have the Unconference coming up on June 24th here in Columbus, Ohio, which right. is the first ever Polyamory Unconference. Great right. opportunity, by the way, if you want to get into the presenting circuit for Polyamory, we come should, out here we, and you can present. Yeah, we, yeah. We should explain that a little bit. Do you want to do that right now? No, let's, go, about it let's and, get into our topic a little okay, bit. And then I when we get all explain uh, about the Unconference. Yeah. Then when we get all grumpy, we can take a break and talk about that. Okay. together. If, we shall see. Well, we may or may not get grumpy. I mean, I'm sure there's a little processing that'll go on. I do want to say one thing before we get started in our topic. Uh, how's the audio quality, Johnny Jackhammer? I know you said last week was better. This week, uh, we're in the studio. We've got the new recording equipment. I see you eyeing. We are on the microphones. Mm-hmm. And there is more things we could do, but I am hoping that what I'm going to hear is good enough for me. I put the headphones in. It was actually kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds kind of good. It so, is weird that we sound good. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so start off, uh, we're not going to define polyamory. If you've gotten this far, then uh, when we talk about polyamory, we're talking about multiple uh, You are going to define it. Just, just that much. Just that much. <laughs> uh, because there are, it's really interesting to see the new events that are popping up that are polyamory friendly. Mm-hmm. What I would not consider to be polyamory events. Right. You know, right. which this is not a bad thing, but if you're a non monogamy event, that doesn't make you a polyamory event. Right. That makes you a non monogamy event, right? So yeah. in our case, we're talking polyamory where you have multiple loving relationships. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain that to someone just the other night here at the space because you had put in your bio 
that you're polyamory for a panel that's coming up mm-hmm. on sex and Buddhism. Yeah. And um, one of the guys that's going to be there to listen to the panel was wondering what that meant, polyamory. So I had to explain it to him. And he's like, whoa, that makes jealousy exponential. I'm like, oh, you get it. Usually when people <laughs> see that you're polyamory, they're like, oh, you don't experience jealousy? <laughs> you're not polyamory. You're polyamory, polyamorous. Polyamorous. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but usually when people find out that you're polyamorous, one of the first things they say is, oh, you don't have jealousy? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, yes. Yes, we do. It just means we have to work on it more. But this guy understood it. He's like, oh, God, that's jealousy exponential. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Side note, if you are listening to this on the day we recorded, April 23rd, then this Thursday at The Space, Buddhism and polyamory. Come find out. A... Buddhism and sex. Buddhism and sex. Thank polyamory you. Polyamory would be part of it, I'm sure. Could be. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so come find out what a monk, a novice monk, and two lay people have to say about sex and Buddhism. Oh, that'd be fun. Anyway, so there's polyamory. Metamors right. are those people. So uh, Dan and Don are in a committed relationship. Don is da- dating Big D. Mm-hmm. Big D is therefore my metamor. I don't right. date Big D. I don't love Big D. I may or may not love my metamors, but I don't have a romantic engagement with them. So uh, for For us. Some people might, though. So it's your partner's partner. It's your partner's partner, right? Yeah. Um, we do. We did. You did mention that sometimes you and the metamor may play, mm-hmm. but I don't know that you're at the point that your metamor is. There's a point where it shifts from being your metamor to being your partner. partner right, right. Right. Yeah. So no, we're talking that. about our interactions with our metamors. Mm-hmm. So, so which we had this morning, which we had yesterday, yeah. which we had Tuesday, last Tuesday. A lot of that <laughs> with your role playing game. Yes, there's a lot of interaction. Uh, uh, not sexual role play, tabletop role play, yes. like Dungeons yes. and Dragons. Ooh, but, but it would be hmm. interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, um, one of our local community people, and I, I will have to interview them if it actually happens. We're going to do a scene, and I guess I can't talk about it. Damn it! I'm going to talk to them and see if I can talk about it because it's a great way to use your med. To interact with your metamors. Oh, yes. that one. So yeah. we'll have to move yeah. on. I can't That's so specific. We'd have to ask yes. them. Yeah. So. so, Don, currently, let's just set up a little bit. I am getting ready to go on a cruise with Karen. Yes. Karen would be my partner, your metamor. Right. Now, we happen to be in a situation where we share a household with Karen as well, but she's still, even though we're in a poly V, mm-hmm. still your metamor. Right. Uh, so. This morning, we played, no, yesterday. We played board games with her partner that was down from Pittsburgh. Right. So that would be your metamor. And your? My partner's metamor. Yes. I don't think there's a metamor once removed or something like that. <laughs> so let me start off by asking you this question. Are, do you have or have you ever had any of your metamors that you did not like? Hey, don't put me on the spot. Yes. I've, I've absolutely, I've had felt the same Okay. I felt very ambivalent with a leaning towards distrust towards one of your metamors. Okay. One of my partners. One your of your metamor. partners, correct. One of my yes, metamors. Yes, one of my metamors. Okay. We're going to try not to confuse us too much. So, yeah. And yes, there's there's been moments that I have not liked some of my metamors. So, and it, it gets a little difficult. So what so, would you advise someone? What is, what's the trick to dealing with a metamor or a situation with a metamor? Where you don't like that person. And that's going to lead me to another question I got to hold on to for a second. Okay. So, well, let me let me think about this one for a second. Because um, being this far down the road of doing polyamory and having metamors, my advice is a little 
might be a little different than what it would have been on the hotspot. But um, for now, it would be you're still allowed to set your boundaries, right? I'm allowed mm-hmm. to set my boundaries. If I don't like a metamor, it does not mean I have to spend time with them, right? It's still uh, whatever dynamic is between us is between us. So I, I feel like I can still set boundaries and not have to deal with that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the other advice is is to trust your partner, mm. right? If you've built this relationship, and that's assuming you're going into this with a primary partner, right? Sure. So I consider you my primary partner. Mm -hmm. Therefore, um, you wouldn't be my primary if I didn't trust you. So I have to remember that. You know, I have to remember that I trust you and how you make decisions and therefore let you build the relationships that you want to build. I may not understand them, may not always agree with them. But if I trust you, then I need to step back and let you build that. As long as, hmm, this is a funny way to word this, but I was going to say as long as it doesn't come between me and you, mm-hmm. I need to know how to vocalize my concerns. So, what about if I was thinking with my dick? Does that change There anything? has been times where you've been thinking with your dick and I've brought up the red flags. Mm-hmm. There's only one time I can think of, and I don't have veto power, so this was said in a way that I wasn't even thinking that I didn't have veto power, and that you brought up somebody's name. And it wasn't just me. It was your other partner that was sitting with me in the restaurant booth, and both at the same time, we both said no. Right. And neither one of us have veto power. We can't literally say no. But that made you pause, because we've never done that before. Mm -hmm. So it made you pause and go, whoa, why would you both say no? That's not a jealousy thing with the way that came up. What do you know that I don't know? What are the, what are the neat things that we've evolved into is the idea of accepting the idea it's okay to think with your dick or think with your pussy, think with your desire. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't think, as long as you don't uh, end up not seeing the rest of the picture, right? right? There's a, and that that's why you're engaging with somebody, right? If I told you I'm engaging with somebody because I have lust for them, mm-hmm. not because I want to build a long-term relationship, but because they turn me on, mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. As long as we recognize, ah, but, and you know, there's a big picture here that they're, it's more than, you know, do you, do you notice that they also have this big knife collection? Like, <laughs> the last four people that they said they just were interested in it just for sex, they ended up clinging to them and wanting to, you know, make sure that you see those things. Right. Don't be blinded by lust. But it's okay to have sexual relationships or relationships that are be- built on sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the past we would have, we were a little more poo-poo on that or a little more on... Be cautious of those kind of relationships because sexuality is a temporary thing. Right, right. That's very true. So, but I have spoken up when I've seen red flags or known something that you might not be aware of. Mm-hmm. And I, I would hope you would do the same with me. You know, if I was interested with somebody, say maybe it was just for a play relationship or, I mean, well, for any reason. But let's say um, play relationship was coming up and I was going to play with this person. But it could turn into something else. And you knew something that I should know. Mm-hmm. I, I would really expect you to tell me. Right. Or if there were concerns. But the, I, I totally agree. The, tri- the trick is, the key is when our, we deal with our metamors is to remember that the... the, the or potential metamors. Or potential metamors is to make it self-focused for me, personalize it, to recognize that if I have a problem, if you started to develop an interest in L, I'm, that's not a real person, I'm making right. a letter up. Right, 
And I have a problem with L. There's, there is absolutely, you know, I, I can vocalize. I notice that L this, or I don't like the way L does that, or I don't trust L. It's completely legit for me to, to vocalize absolutely. those Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that you have to modify your behavior because of that. What it means is that I've got to take, like you said, I've got to make responsibility for my own boundaries and set those boundaries and be responsible for it. Make choices related to that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we're in a structured relationship where we've been together long enough that I wouldn't make the choice of we would we wouldn't have a situation where I would like if you're going to be involved in this person I'm not going to be involved with you anymore right but we certainly could be in a situation where if you if you decide to take this to a level of intimacy then I will reserve the right to not take it to that level of intimacy with you anymore Right. Right. And that's a legitimate, realistic sort of choice that you may have to make. You could also say, or let me ask you, is it legitimate to say, well, if you're going to be taking, let's say I decided I wanted to take um, one of my partners. We'll use the the rant. Let's use L. Okay. Yeah. I say, oh, I want to take L, who's one of my partners, therefore one of your metamorphs. I'm going to take L to Kinky College in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Not not a presenting gig, just hey, I'm going to take her to Kinky College. Why don't you come? Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to say, I don't want to go because I don't like L? I think so. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. I'm pretty much allowed to say anything. But would you recommend if this situation was somebody else? Would you recommend? You know, if they came to you and said, oh, I got to spend three days with L and I don't like L. I still think people are allowed to set their own boundaries. Would I recommend it? I mean, are they allowed to? Sure. Would I recommend it? I don't know. Because um, three days with this person that you don't like might be exactly what you need. Right? It could be that you're validated. Yeah, there's a reason I really don't like that person. Or it could be that... um, you find a redeeming quality and you do learn to like that person. So I don't know. Is that what you're looking yeah, for? Absolutely. I, so, no, I, I, I personally would say, sure, don't go. Yeah. But that's one of the things that not all of our metamors are going to be people that we like or respect or trust or want to hang out. Or it may be there's nothing wrong with them, right? But if you had a metamor who insisted on telling me about how great, um, Love talking politics all the time mm-hmm. and was very fanatical about politics mm-hmm. and love talking sports all the time. It's fanatical about talking sports, right? Those are things that I don't, not only the sports one, I could, uh, it will just bore me. The politics will ignore, annoy me, right? Regardless of what side of the yeah, fence Yeah, regardless of what side the fence they're on, especially if it's one of the, um, Loves being a fanatical, fanatical about politics, but never does anything. Mm-hmm. I would just find that annoying. I could absolutely say, you know what? I'm not spending three days with you guys. I love you, my partner. Right. And my metamor, I'm cool with them. They're okay as a human being. I respect and like them. But to spend three days with them, man, that'd drive me buggy. Why mm-hmm. would I put myself through that? I think it's completely legitimate because I've got to give you the right to make choices about your relationships outside of me. Mm-hmm. It's what for me polyamory is about. You get to date whoever the fuck you want. I have to I have to respond to that with the appropriate boundaries for myself. Meaning, I don't want to spend time with you that weekend if you're with that person. I don't want to I don't want to put my dick in you anymore if they're going to put their their dick in you. You know, 
Those are legitimate things that I'm allowed to say. And I can still support you because I can't. Here's the trick, the trick to me. Mm-hmm. Don't blame your partner. It's not your, prob- your partner's problem. It's your problem. It's not the metamorph's problem. It's your try problem. To, try to do that. Can we make up names? Sure. Because I feel like it's getting a little confusing with partners, metamorphs, and things like that. That people that are listening to us and don't understand who yeah. we're talking about no, no, in the diagram. Right, so, right. It, it is. It can be hard to visualize, I suppose. But, right. So. Um, I don't know. Let's let's do. I'm trying to think of names of people that we don't know. So let's just do George, Sally, and. I, I got a better one. Okay. Okay. Let's say that I started a relationship with the Good Witch of the West. Okay. Is that is that Johnny Jack Hammer's? No, she's Good Witch of the North. Good Witch of the North. All right. <laughs> Let's say I started a relationship with the hot and sexy Good Witch of the North. Okay. Right? Um, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to go up to Chicago this weekend to be with Good Witch of the North." Mm-hmm. You've got nothing to do this weekend. Why don't you come with me? And while we're in Chicago, we'll do some shopping and go to that restaurant we like, mm-hmm. uh, the the one that we heard on This American Life. Oh, that one. And we'll go to that leather shop. Ooh. And we'll spend um, the time, you know, we'll get our own place in Chicago. I'm making it too complex now. Like, I'm actually planning on doing this. You listening, Good Wish North? <laughs> and you said, you know, you know, the whole plan was we'll go up there. I'm going to go up there because I'm hanging out with my, but, you know, why don't you come with me and you can hang out with Johnny, Jackhammer. Mm-hmm. So you'll have, so, you know, we can get, I he'll have something to do while I'm off with, his lady. Right. Well, let's say in this scenario that you don't like Johnny. Okay. Right. It's not true. But I know. It's not true. Right. Well, for whatever reason, because of the way he goes on about jacuzzis and he always wants to be in the jacuzzi <laughs> and he hates people that aren't jacuzzis, blah, 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 whatever, whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's, I perceive it's completely legit for you to say, I'm not going because I don't want to spend time with your metamor or your metamors partner. Metam- partner. That I did not it's... help com- decomplex it at all, did it? No, it did in my head because I, I'm more visual so I can see the names. Or it would take Johnny of... out of it. You just don't like Good Witch North. Okay. It's which le- is not true either. Which is also not true. But it's completely legit for you to, for me to, for you to say, I feel, mm-hmm. I'm not going with you to Chicago. I'd love to go with you to Chicago. I'd love to go shopping. I'd love to go to that restaurant. I'll go with you to Chicago some other weekend when you're not going to go visit Good Witch North. Mm-hmm. But if your plans involve her, I'm not going because I don't like that human being for whatever reason. Or I just don't want to, it's not even, I don't like them. I don't want to be around them. Yeah. So I think it's pretty valid to, to set up boundaries like that. I also think it's pretty valid to step back and be an observer and look at why yes. you don't like that person. Now Is it because of jealousy? I mean, there's been moments where you've wanted to do stuff and invite me along way at the beginning where you've wanted to do stuff with one of your other partners, mm-hmm. my metamor, uh, let's say go to the movies. And so, you, But you've wanted the three of us to go so you could spend time with both of your partners, Right. And my thought would be, I really don't want to spend time with them. I don't want to be in that situation. And I really had to step back and look at it and go, why? Oh, because he's going to want to hold hands with both of us. Well, how am I going to feel about that? Now I have to realize that really is a real relationship on the other side of him. 
you know. So those type of things I had to look at, right, and see if I was putting my foot down because there was a boundary because I didn't like the person or if I was setting a boundary trying to protect me from what you were doing with that other person because I hadn't come to wanting to accept it but hadn't accepted it yet. So there's right. that, that exact same scenario with a different solution. Mm-hmm. With a solution of, man, I need to look in the mirror and find out what it is about this person I don't like. Because here's one of the things that I would have said, that I said to you, literally. Mm-hmm. I love this person. Mm-hmm. I accept them. Right. They, you know, I consider them valid, trustworthy, nice. Why are you judging them different than I am? Yeah. What so. is it? Is it that you truly see something I don't see? Or is it that your own perceptions... I yep. think that's what you're saying. It's yeah. my own, sometimes it's our own perceptions. Sometimes it's our own perceptions. And sometimes I would try to explain, you know, what it is that I thought I saw or what it is that I thought I felt or something like that. And then other times I'm like, you know, I need to get over this hurdle, right? So, you know, so that's when we've had complicated things. So that's that's when I have to look at whether if I truly need to set a boundary or if it's something I need to work on in myself. And luckily... You know, I had learned or was learning at that time how to become the observer and to step away from my emotions for a little bit and look at the logic, right? Because I need a balance of emotions and logic so to make good choices. Mm-hmm. But because um, if I just let my emotions run away with me, <laughs> yeah. you know, who knows where we'd be at right now. I had to let logic come in a little bit and, and take over on some of it. And here's our, our third answer to the same situation. Okay. I'm going to go spend time with Good Witch North. You don't particularly like Good Witch North. This is the part where you say hey, that's not true. It's not true. We know that. <laughs> but you go anyway to support, support me. To support you. And I've right? done that before too. Yeah. So there's the third answer. And you've done that before Mm -hmm. with me. So not that you didn't like my partner or their partner, but um, where we were going just wasn't really your thing. Right. So, but you came anyway to support me. Yeah. Yeah. I can can recall um, years ago, Karen wanting me to have a lunch with her and Pittsburgh Chris. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I didn't really... My view of Pittsburgh Chris was not positive. Um, and it was based on my own insecurities that right. I built a false picture of. Right, because he's a nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I went anyway because it was important to Karen. Uh-huh. You know? So it's perfectly okay. Sometimes you do do spend time with those metamorphs that are not your favorite ones when... Just to be supportive. Just because you love your partner and that's what your, makes your partner happy. Mm-hmm. Just like no different than if Karen wanted me to go listen to a single song by a country person. Right? <laughs> I could see doing that. I'm not right. a big country fan. But I could do that to support her. Right. Right? So. The whole concert. Oh, God. It might be pushed. <laughs> well, but you know what? I have gone to uh, Jason Mraz, which mm-hmm. I didn't even know was a thing. Mm-hmm. He's this little pop star. Oh, yeah. I know who he is. I'd love to go. Really? Yeah. I fucking should have asked you that. Cause, and, and <laughs> I went with her. It was fine. Right? right it was a couple right. hours out of my life. Who cares? Right. right? What do you do when you're... Uh, meta- you do like your metamor. Yeah. We'll flip it around. Right? right? Um, 
where you and Johnny Jackhammer are dating and you're really into each other. Uh-huh. Right? Well, I like Johnny Jackhammer too. Boy, they're going to be pissed off at us. It's like, I know. <laughs> it's totally using them all through the show. And I like Johnny too. And you say, oh, hey, me and uh, Johnny are going to go to the movies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. You're going to go see Logan? I'll come with. I love that movie. Right? And then next night you're going to go out for dinner. And, oh, I want to go out to dinner. I love Johnny. Right? How would Johnny eventually come up to say, look, Don, your metamor Dane, he's around too much. His metamor, my partner. Correct. See, we get yeah, the things right, mixed right, up, right, right. right? How would you recommend to someone that they 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 approach a situation where the metamors around too much? Maybe the oh. relationship's great with everybody, but you know, we because they all want rec- personal time. Absolutely, and and although we're all big proponents of polyamory, one of the reasons Karen and I are going on a week long cruise with just Karen and I is because sometimes you want alone time with your partner. Right. So. How would I see? I'm just a I'm a big proponent for just being upfront and blunt sometimes. Not that I'm always good at it and follow my own advice, but you know I would. So let's say um, okay. So yeah. All right. So same scenario you had. Yeah. Would Johnny go to you? Would he go to me? Would he just suck it up? I always go to my partner first before going to the metamor. Yeah. I don't like to. Um, because my partner is the fulcrum of the V, so I would want them to be aware of what's going on, especially if I'm planning on talking to their partner, my metamor. I would talk to my partner first. So um, I forgot who was in your scenario. I know who's in your scenario. I forgot what roles they were playing. So, um, okay, so Johnny Jackhammer would go to me first because I would be his partner. Yeah. You're my partner. I would prefer him come to me first and let me know what's going on so that I could talk to you first or that we could talk to you together instead of him blindsiding you and assuming I was okay with that, right? Because I'm the one in the V. I'm the one at the point of the V that's got to deal with both of you. So I want to know what's going on. I wouldn't want him going straight to you. Mm -hmm. But that's just my thing because then I have to deal with the fallout and I don't even know what's going on. You know, it's funny... It seems it's situational. It could be. I, I, I both agree with you, but there's situations where I've told my partner, he says, oh, I have this problem with this, your metamor, with mm-hmm. your partner, my metamor. Right. That I have said, well, go talk to them about it. Yeah, but they, the of it for? but they came to you first. See, I want the warning. Mm. I don't want to particularly have to fix it, but I want the warning that something's going on. Otherwise, I've got two partners with differing viewpoints and they're getting ready to have a conversation. Like right. I said, then I have to deal with the fallout. So if I went to Karen about something specific that I was ticked off with and didn't warn you, and now you've got Karen coming to you going, do you know what Dawn just said to me? That's and, legit. You know, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I, I want to be at least know what's going on. So sometimes the best way to handle these situations, it's tricky, mm-hmm. is to have everybody sit down together at the same time. Yeah. We're yeah. very fortunate we've built a thing with Karen, where we do have a weekly sit down. And I was talking to somebody the other day who's got more partners than we do, that they have this weekly dinner that they have all mm-hmm. together, right? Yeah. Um, and that works for some poly groups, not all poly groups. I mean, it would be, um, I can see you, me, and Karen sitting down together because we own a house together. Yeah. Right? Um, me, you, Karen, Big D, his partner, her partner, that's kind of 
different. That I don't know that that would work so well because there's primary partners in that conglomerate right. that that kind of outweigh some of the other relationships. So, and I know people don't like to hear that, but that's reality with how that side yeah. of the pod is. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the different level, the different when sex. Ooh, we're going to jump into sex. Sex and Woo-hoo. metamors and sex and partners. But first, if you would like to tell us about your sex life or you're pissed off that we keep using your names in vain, <laughs> you can contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or go to uh, Fet Life. Most people are on Fet Life. You know, I've been hearing more people that aren't recently. But anyway, <laughs> um, so you can go to the group Erotic Awakening Two Words, and Dan and I are the owners, so you can private message us that way. Other ways to contact us, as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, link to the newsletter, and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com. Now, our new studio equipment will sound so well that the fact that I said newsletter or news le- leather instead of newsletter <laughs> will be widely heard. And the only other thing on the notes before we get back into it is uh, we will see you in Orlando in early June. Yeah, early June. We'll be is it end of May or end early of June? May, early June. End so, of May, I think it is. Yeah, so right right there. So right before we go on our cruise in early June. We are like right around the corner. We're not too far from that at all. No, we, you've got your cruise with Karen. I've got my winery tour with Big D. That's next weekend. We have PXS coming up in a couple of weeks. Yep. And then we have our cruise to uh, Jamaica. Side note, Power Exchange Summit, all Power Exchange all the time. I think we uh, screwed up and did not turn off tickets. So there may be a ticket or two left out there. Before we turn it off. <laughs> yes. So do you have the any questions about sex? Questions about sex. So <laughs> I am aware of your sexual relationships with my metamors, your other partners. So, for example, you have sex with Big D. Yes. Big D is your partner. Yes. I am your partner. Yes. Big D is my metamor. Yes. I have sex with you, too. You have sex with me as well. <laughs> That's not important, though. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Perhaps it is. But the, the fact that you have sex with Big D, mm-hmm. how do I deal with... The fact that your metamor, my metamor, is having sex with my partner. Is there any, I, I'm not exactly sure where to go with this because it's just part of the situation is that one of the definitions of metamors may be people my partners are sleeping with. Right. That's true. Not always, but true. But uh, uh, most most of the time, right? That's most right. of the time how it's done. Um, I don't know. How do you deal with that? Because I have to deal with um, Big D having a wife that mm-hmm. he has sex with. Right. If he gets another partner, he's going to have sex with them. Uh, you. But now is that Karen. any different? How do you feel? And there's a difference. Yeah. You picked up on that, didn't you? Right. So Big D <laughs> had had another partner for a little while. We'll mm-hmm. call it A. Mm-hmm. Right. If Big D has sex with his wife, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm happy that they have a great sex relationship. Yeah. Makes them both happy. You know, they've been married forever, so. I'm glad they still have a healthy sex relationship. Okay. Big D has rela- has sex with the other relationship, A. Mm-hmm. That hit me a little harder. So, and I, I don't know that I can explain it. So if you have words to explain it, that would, that would be very helpful. But um, when someone new comes along, that one's a little different because then, because he's already got this relationship with his wife, right? I'm the newbie that's come in. 
when um and she dealt with that fine too which which was pretty neat but um when a new person comes in it feels more like oh so i'm not good enough you need to replace me the, the little tinges of monogamous sure. thinking come in that we're brought up with so the little bit of self-esteem issues the little bit what of about uh, me? what about me um the uh, uh, not having the, the confidence in what we have or, you know, uh-oh, maybe something's wrong and he's not telling me, so, you know, he needs to bring somebody new in or that one's a little more difficult to... I, I'm working on it. I'm uh-huh. working on it because um, even with you, you know, when you bring new people in, I have that same stuff go through my head. You know, uh-oh, why does he have to bring in somebody new? Right. You know? but But like I said, I was raised with that, that... I'm raised with the cheating mentality, not the poly mentality, right? So there's still moments, unfortunately, where when new metamors come in, it's got that little cheating vibe, even though everything's on the up and up. Right. So, you know, just have to work on that. And you certainly have a situation where one of my metamors, the relationship began as a play relationship. Mm-mm. One of my metamors, oh, your God, partners, so I know. <laughs> Well, we should just use names for now. That's what I was thinking. So but. one of my partners, one of your metamors. Yes. Yeah. It was. It started off as a play relationship. It became a play and sex relationship. And although I think that there has been, it's de- developed more fully into a full relationship, it's still primarily, you know, that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Right. And then to have it shift. Yeah. That can, uh, there's been examples where sometimes that's easier and examples where sometimes that's harder. Uh-huh. So because it's shifting and to watch it shift. So um, so what, would, what do you recommend to people? How do you deal with that part of it? Again, I'm all into the self-reflection. Mm-hmm. You know, why the working on yourself. So why does it bother you? Why is it an issue? Why are you jealous? Why, you know, Stepping back and taking a look and being the observer. Yeah. The neat thing about that is if you can, uh, my my mental trick lately has been to, if I take the people that are involved, so we'll say um, me and Karen and her new partner, Elle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, I see that Karen and Elle are starting to have sex mm-hmm. and uh, great sex and mm-hmm. Karen accidentally tells me about it sometimes which is <laughs> fantastic um, if I take a look at that situation I take a look at the way I feel about it and then I clone everybody and I take them one step away from me mm-hmm. and instead of it being about Dan and Karen and L, it is now about Dana and uh, Karen and M. Right. Right. It's the same people. Oh, God. Now our audience is totally <laughs> fucked up. If I think of copies of Dan and Karen and Elle. Right. And now I'm just the person, the observer, the person outside hearing about that. Mm-hmm. You know, to hear that. The, so what's the situation you're telling me about? Well, Dan and Karen are in love and they've had this 10 year long relationship. Karen has this new lover as well. And they're having sex. And it's, it's working out really well for Karen. Karen's very happy that she's got. Now she has two great things going on. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, if I if I if I'm stepping away from that, and I look at that, and I go, "Wow, what a great situation for everybody!" Right. You know, I can see where Dan would be a little, uh, might be a little concerned or a little wonky about it, but overall, everybody's within boundaries. That's what polyamory is about. They're having a great relationship. Everyone's happy and full of joy. Dan's feeling a little wonky about it, but nothing's wrong. Dan will get through it. It's not a big deal. Keep doing what you're doing. 
Just because, what's a, one of our poly tools, just because something feels uncomfortable doesn't make it wrong. Right. So right. just because you're feeling uncomfortable with the new relationship, if you step back, like you said, and look at the three people as if they were three strangers yeah. instead of you guys, then um, is anything wrong going on? Yeah. And we're poly. It's been discussed. It's been agreed upon. This is our joy. This is our path. This is what makes us happy. So... Being uncomfortable does not make it wrong. And, and, and Big D's told me that before. You know, mm-hmm. when, I, when I brought up um, as well, when I brought up how uncomfortable I, I was that he was going to be dating somebody and it might lead to sex. And he looks at me and he goes, we're poly. That's what we do. Yeah. And I'm like, crap, you're right. So <laughs> this poly, that's what we do. I'll be dating other people. You'll be dating other yeah. people. Dan will be dating other people. And as, as we do this, you know, we have to learn you know, how to work on ourselves as we hit the hurdles. Yeah. So. And the neat thing about this is to see in our situation with our clones. Mm-hmm. It's so, it would, you know, you would look at the situation Dan's in and say, well, yeah, I guess he could, he would be a little uncomfortable. I can see that. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do about that? Oh, practice compassion and support him. Right. But nobody needs to change what they're doing. Right. 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 Continue to have the great sex. But just recognize it's completely natural for Dan to feel a little uncomfortable. How do we support him? Mm-hmm. And it's really neat. So now that they're no longer clones and I bring it back into myself to look at myself and say, oh, there's really nothing wrong right. with what Karen's doing. Right. And there's nothing wrong with Dan. But for Dan to feel a little wonky is completely normal. Mm-hmm. So practice compassion for yourself and, and take a look at why you're wonky. And maybe even tell Karen, hey, you know what? I'm fa- that's fantastic that Larry, that L's an acrobat. Can you stop telling me about it? Or <laughs> you know what I've done? Something that was slightly off topic. Sometimes I make I visualize the entire process of Karen sleeping with someone else. Yeah. Or you sleeping with someone else. And I make it like a movie, right? And then I realize it's not like a movie. Right. It's not like I'm visualizing. It's probably a little messier and a little, oops, I forgot this. And, oh, damn it, the condom fell under the bed. And what the fuck is the dog looking at? It's driving me crazy. Right. You know? Um, and then I realize, wow. And when I look and you really get into it, you look at the expressions on your partner's faces and you see happiness. Mm-hmm. You know? What the fuck's wrong with that? Right. No, I get it. I get it. So, so but... I got one more thing that I want to mention that came up yesterday. That, I got, um, I got, uh, we're going to go back to water-related things, so. Okay, water-related things. Yes, but what did you want to mention? Okay, no, well, yesterday, one of the reasons this topic came up is because we were at the uh, AIS conference, and um, out of all the kink stuff that was on the board that people wanted to teach or learn, there was one thing, um, a person wanted to learn how to support their metamors. So, and it was the only thing that was poly. So I went ahead and decided to lead the discussion on that, which is actually really cool because I didn't always support my metamors, right? Or my partners with their metamors. And um, so one of the things that I wanted to bring up is that one of the, the one of the things that helped teach me through some, some of this stuff is actually one of my metamors. So Dart's wife, ecstatic that he has a girlfriend. Can I, can I ask real quick, have we, is Dart officially okay with being on the podcast instead of Big D? Fuck me. I, I guess I, he is now. Or do I have to do some editing? Well, we'll see. So I don't think he cares. But um, everybody's just used to hearing Big D. But um, so uh, she actually supports me, right? 
And she does it with happiness. Mm. She is so confident in her relationship and so confident in what she has with Big D and so confident in, in all of that stuff that she's just happy. And if she thinks um, there was one point where uh, there was something going on and she pulled me aside and she goes, you know, there's this thing going on with Big D and it's affecting me too. So I bet it's affecting you as well. So do you want to talk about it? Wow. And I was like, whoa, yeah, actually I do. So, you know, surrounding yourself with people that aren't always jealous and Mm -hmm. have figured out compersion, that's a neat experience too. Because what I learned with that is that I like how she supports me with him. And therefore, that's what I want to give you as well. Mm -hmm. So I've learned how to flip that. Oh, that's what that feels like to be supported by your metamorph. Okay, I'd like to give that to my partner and his partner as well. So it's a learning process. But, yeah, I told her at one of the poly meetings that they ran one time, God, what, a year, year and a half ago, that I actually try to emulate her Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, to be happy for you and to be happy for you and your partner, like with this cruise coming up. Yeah. Right? You know, if I was going on a cruise with Big D, I would want you to be excited for me. So therefore, you're going on a cruise with your other partner. I want to be excited for you mm-hmm. so that you can experience that from your partner. Neat. Neat. So, yeah, it, it can take some work still. Yeah. Because I want to go, too. I haven't been to Bermuda. Why can't I go? We all get along. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you guys alone sometimes. I'll even get my own room. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> and, and I tell you, um, Every once in a while, we've thought that let's have the big poly cruise, mm-hmm. and we'll all fuck with the room stewards as we swap. <laughs> They'll come to our room one day to be, you two guys are together? I thought it was the other two. I don't know. Okay, whatever. That'd be fun. That would be fun, I think. Um, okay, there you go. That's so you, you were going to turn it towards water? That's the thing about water. So that oh, that was the thing yes. about water for the cruise. Yes. Uh, we should wrap this thing up as we are getting ready to do something else new and exciting at the space. And we've probably twisted some brains with us talking partners and partner partners and yes we'll find out if, letters uh, what i'm really <laughs> curious about is five and a half months from now when we're back in chicago if johnny jackhammer and goodwitch north want to go to dinner with us like we often do if they will not want to go to dinner with us or if they will want to go to dinner, dinner with us <laughs> Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. You are currently listening to a song called Whip. Don't have an official EH water at the moment. Nobody's twitting. But the person we've seen most recently that we haven't mm-hmm. seen before yeah. is... Well, do you have I was trying yet? to think if there was anybody else. So I well, like we did see... So we saw podcast listeners. Yes, but nobody from... No newbies last night at the unconference that we That's haven't true. seen before. That's true. So we'll continue to say Not Sweet Girl and Platinum Bubble. Your go. My current sender of tentacles is from Voyage. The provider of graphic novels and stories about polyamory is Johnny Jackhammer and Good Witch of the North. And the official food that goes on boobs is still provided by Centene. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Oh, I didn't actually turn it off.